0: words from that gospel we have just heard read, the man believed the word which Jesus spoke and his son lived. There can be no question that the gospel according to St. John is, in addition to being many other things, is also a masterpiece of literature. The writer takes words, symbols and themes and traces them throughout the whole of the gospel like a golden chain, like a theme or a subject in a great symphonic work. And two of those themes or signs interconnected are signs and faith. So at the end of the gospel, the first ending in chapter 20, we read, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written. And there are seven of them all together in the gospel, you know. These are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing in him, you may have life. Today's gospel begins. Then Jesus came into Cana in Galilee, where Jesus had changed the water into wine, you remember. And John records that this, the first of his signs, and a pretty spectacular one, wasn't it? changing water into wine, and concludes that sign, Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory and his disciples believed on him or in him. Now, that's the first sign. But in that case, the sign precedes and elicits belief and trust in Jesus. Here Jesus is now back again in Cana of Galilee after his spectacular visit to Samaria and Judea in the south where he did great wonders and signs and miracles and his reputation has clearly gone ahead of him from the south to the north. And now comes what John records as the second sign but with a difference. What's the difference? This time faith precedes the miraculous sign. And it's faith and trust from the very last person in the world that you would have expected it to come from. Who believed in him? A courtier. It's a very high word in the Greek there. A royal courtier. A courtier from the king, from the court of King Herod, no doubt. Now here was a royal official, we read, whose son lay ill in Capernaum. The second thing we need to know is that Capernaum is 20 miles from Cana, quite a distance. So doubtless, the courtier had heard secondhand, no doubt, about this Jesus of Nazareth. And from what he'd heard about Jesus, he was able to place his faith and trust in Jesus, that Jesus could meet him at his point of need. Yes, and come to cure his sick son, or in the Greek, his little lad, actually, what it really means. So let's look at this man's faith and trust in Jesus. What does it amount to? His faith, first, clearly is not based on outward appearances or status. After all, he was a courtier in the the court of the king, no doubt dressed very handsomely, coming to A village carpenter, doubtless dressed rather poorly from that one-horse town of Nazareth. Clearly, this man's faith is not based on outward appearances. Clearly, his faith is based in the eyes of his heart. You might want to call it intuition. You might want to call it a hunch. Sometimes that's where we begin in our Christian walk with God. Secondly, he acts on this faith. First, in going out of his way 20 miles, his wife and family would probably have rebuked him at first, going all that way while their little lad was at home on the point of death. But you know, acting on a hunch, acting on faith and trust, is the only way to prove that it's true. After all, those of you who have proposed to someone To marry them are acting on an act of faith, (laughs) goodness knows how it's going to work out. You see the proof of the pudding is in the eating, yes. C.S. Lewis says, live as though the Christian faith is true and you'll discover and prove to yourself that it is true. There's a certain amount of pragmatism in this Christian faith journey that you and I are walking. And thirdly and finally, faith leads us to take God at his word, to put our trust in a person, not in mere statements of belief that we recite in the creed. He believed the word Jesus spoke. Go on your way, says Jesus, your son lives. You see, as Paul says, we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't know what's around the next corner, We have to take that on faith, yes. And the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. And we're not in the certainty business. Life isn't certain. Your marriage is not based on certainty. It's based on faith and trust in the other. And so the courtier sets back on the return journey of 20 miles, walking by faith and not by sight as Paul says. In the epistle to the Hebrews, it says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. That's exactly where the, sentu- that, the courtier is, and that's exactly where you and I are on our walk of faith. I wonder what the crowd thought at that point. Oh, we thought we were going to see something spectacular, a flash of lightning, clap of thunder or something. But all they saw was what Jesus said. Go on your way. Your son lives. Ah, oh, they'd all heard about these marvelous things that Jesus had done in Judea. Just as Jesus had said, yes, to the little crowd gathering around the courtyard. Oh, except you see signs and wonders you'll never believe. But that wasn't so with the courtier. Go your way. Your son lives. So he does see, but he perceives. He perceives with the eyes of the heart. The man believed the word which Jesus spoke started on his way back home, walking by faith. Then he hears the gospel message, good news personally for him at that moment. While he's still on his way, the slaves meet him and repeat exactly the same words of Jesus Your son lives. And now his faith, that hunch, that beginning, is endorsed and confirmed. We read, he and his household believed. Well, where am I in all of this and where are you, just briefly? You know, when anyone is baptized, the question is put, do you believe and trust in God the Father? Do you believe and trust in God? In Jesus, his son? Do you believe and trust in the Holy Spirit? And you know, in an age when trust in our country is daily being eroded in most institutions, including yesterday the banks, again, and I have to say, including the institutional church, we need to know that the foundation of our Christian faith is not in the institutional church, not in the Bible, not even in the creeds, but in the person of Jesus to whom the institutional church as the body of Christ should point, to whom the scriptures should point, and to whom the creeds point. And all this as we walk the journey of faith in an inner journey of faith and trust in Christ. Christ, as we sing, who is made the sure foundation of a life worth living, that quality of life which is abundant and eternal. You see, I'm not asked to believe that Christianity is true, but I am asked to believe and trust in Jesus the Christ as the way, the truth, and the life on that long spiritual inner journey of faith and trust, praying at every step, On the way home back to our Father in heaven that we may know Jesus the Christ more clearly love him more dearly and follow him more nearly each and every day so that as John concludes his gospel you and I may finally come to believe for ourselves not secondhand any longer that Jesus is indeed the Messiah the Son of God as he writes And that through believing, you and I may have that life which is eternal and abundant. Amen.